This is the Epilogue audio experience. One of the most brewing topics and a term we are hearing very often since the last couple of years is the word startup. Today we often hear new startups taking birth, uh, launching new products and services and it does raise eyebrows. But it's surely what we don't realize uh, or rather we know but you know we don't deep dive further into it is the fact that it takes a lot of perseverance and a lot of planning to make a new venture go successful. On today's episode of Brewing Talks, I Madhulika your host for the show will converse with Samar Singh Shikhawat on how new emerging brands can learn from the more established ones. Welcome to Brewing Talks Samar, it's a pleasure to have you on the show. Thank you Madhulika, pleasure to be here. Great. Samar uh, is a business management leader with over 32 years of experience in food and beverage, durables, retail and alcobev industries. Prior to his business consulting and being a startup advisory, Samar was also the chief marketing officer at United Breweries Limited. Samar has also advised various brands like ITC, Britannia, Himalaya Healthcare to name a few. He is also a very well-renowned public speaker across different sectors and also a TEDx speaker. So Samar, uh, before we really start conversing about this very hot topic of uh, the you know the term startups that we are very frequently hearing as well as using uh, you know how's this whole what's the like what's the startup scene in india today especially post covid if you talk there so many changes has happened over over the year right so what's the startup scene today as such okay madhu uh, thank you for that question you know i want to break this so called coconut of covid because <laughs> my views are a little different from what you will read in the newspapers and see on television <laughs> you know a lot of the so called disruption caused by covid is actually media creation we have 1.4 million people die of tuberculosis every year there are 900000 neonatal deaths half a million people die of cholera malaria typhoid etc the media doesn't talk about these facts And frankly mm-hmm. this is not the first time that a pandemic has hit either this country or the world. Mm-hmm. There have been wars, famines, tsunamis, earthquakes, floods that is even now in many parts of the world there are viruses and diseases like Ebola, Nipah, Zika, mm-hmm. AIDS, SARS, MERS etc and mankind right. has always survived. You know, people are resilient and public memory is short and I'm very fond of saying Madhu that this too shall pass. Let right. me give you some examples of you know so called um doomsday forecasts that happened when modern trade came in and I worked at modern trade mm-hmm. people said that mom and pop stores would get wiped out in reality the opposite has happened 25 mm-hmm. years later modern trade has struggled and mom and pop stores are doing okay in fact during covid the kirana stores have really thrived and prospered for other reasons right now currently in the so called startup ecosystem there is a small and temporary change in communication and campaign trends most mm-hmm. companies and brands are doing what is called moments marketing and right. they're really trying to capitalize on a temporary fad which in my view is not sustainable for a long period of time at scale mm-hmm. you know a lot of people madhu talk about this new normal in my opinion right. there is there is no new normal There I may agree. be some work from <laughs> home and social distancing amongst people but this cannot be permanent. Correct. You see you cannot change thousands of years of evolution overnight. 
Right. We are used to, right. you know, going out and bringing the bacon and coming home. People are used to going to the office and coming back. So we will be back to normal one day. And mm -hmm. certainly now that vaccinations have started and maybe people are actually getting used to living with the virus. Right. However, right. what I will agree uh, to your question is that what is definite is that the economic cost of COVID is much higher than the cost of the loss of human life, you know, because there is mm -hmm. disruption in terms of business models, supply chain breakdowns, businesses shutting down, and certain sectors are impacted more than the others. So the economic cost of COVID disruptions are significantly higher than the loss of human mm -hmm. life. And that has definitely had its impact on, uh, on the startup ecosystem. But here's the thing about capitalism, Madhu. Mm -hmm. Capitalism, by definition, means that the best cheapest, fastest, and lightest will succeed. Because mm -hmm. that is what most consumers want. Look, okay. most consumers don't care about companies. They care about brands. They care about services. They care about experiences. Mm -hmm. And companies, brands, services, and experiences in this country will only be successful if they are relevant to the Indian market and Indian conditions and sensitive to Indian culture. Mm -hmm. You know, there is a lot of talk about made in India. In my opinion, right. made in India needs to evolve to made by India and made for India. We mm -hmm. need to grow our domestic market first. Everything else will follow. Correct. That Correct. is what will bring businesses here. And the startup ecosystem can help make that happen. That is how China started today. China is the factory of the world. But most companies mm -hmm. are interested actually in the domestic Chinese market, which is huge. Mm -hmm. And, you know, there's a lot of conversation, including in the startup business around whether Indian goods will be sold or foreign goods, you know, regardless of whether they buy Indian or foreign consumers want their lives improved. Right. Now, Indian consumers and you, you mentioned that I've you know, been working for 32 years in this in the corporate world. Indian consumers are amongst the most aspirational, yet also the most sensible in the world. And hence, mm -hmm. just because you're foreign does not mean you will succeed. PNG mm -hmm. has struggled here for years. Heineken as a brand, which I launched, has struggled in India for many years. Mm -hmm. McDonald's, Pizza Hut, and Domino's have all had to Indianize their food to succeed. Right. right. However, also just because you are Indian does not mean you will succeed. Patanjali mm -hmm. has struggled. Mm -hmm. Paper Boat has struggled. Mm -hmm. So there is no surge in Indian products. A small consumer segment will change their buying habits, but the majority will buy what they want. And also remember, the economy was in a slowdown, Madhu, even before COVID-19. Mm. Right. Hence, post opening up, you know, startups and companies would want to sell their largest or fastest moving brands, which mm -hmm. typically means their most popular brands, regardless of whether they are Indian or foreign, uh, so that is what companies are making available and that is what consumers will buy. Uh, mm -hmm. I mentioned a little earlier about the change in the local Kirana stock. To right. summarize my response in, the, in a, in a post-COVID world, there is a renewed interest in growth in food and beverage sales, personal care products, household cleaning right. and sanitation products, healthcare and wellness, immunity mm -hmm. building products, personal protective equipment, and surprisingly, personal transportation, the car industry is growing, the yes. motorcycle two-wheeler industry is growing, medical, right. life, and health insurance. Insurance numbers are growing in double digits. And digitization. Anything that mm -hmm. improves the quality and safety of one's life, 
this is what is going to succeed and you will see a lot of activity in the startup scenario uh, and the startup ecosystem around these industries mm-hmm. okay interesting so summer why is it that before i move on to the real crux of this conversation about you know what are the key learnings that every startup needs to take from the more established brands uh, what why certain startups fail i mean literally fail i mean they just just, just don't take off you know i mean let's talk about the not so good ones before we get into how to you know why certain startups really become successful you know as such i think that's a very good question madhu and a very interesting question because you're right mm-hmm. you know the media only talks about businesses that have been successful mm-hmm. and for right. every business that is successful there are literally thousands that fail i mean i Correct. evaluate in my and i've been doing this you know for the last two and a half years i mm-hmm. evaluate at least five new businesses every day so there are right. several hundred thousands that fail and you you know you only hear about the ones that have sort of got Correct. funding and become successful so that's point number right. one i mean people need to look right. at that in perspective very surprisingly and very funnily the singular reason or uh, mm-hmm. let me put it this way the 90% of startups fail because there was no market for that product Okay. Now you may feel that this is really simple and counterintuitive, but that's the reality. You see, with with mm-hmm. no disrespect to the skill sets of technology people in this country, a, mm-hmm. a significant majority of all startups have actually been started by product and technology people, mm-hmm. engineers, right. Right. engineers and IT right. people, etc., who are typically great at building a product. Mm-hmm. Where they lack is in selling and marketing skills. Mm-hmm. So even if you have a great mouse trap, it just building right. a better mouse trap will not mean that people will buy it. You need to demonstrate that it is a mouse better mouse trap, and you need to Correct. make sure that it is available at point of sale. So, in my experience, uh, you know, they typically startups fail because a there is no market for the product. And I keep telling them mm-hmm. that how can a startup succeed if you build a product or a service that addresses a real or perceived human pain point. Mm-hmm. that increases or maximizes your chances of success and don't get seduced by technology just great technology by itself means nothing technology is a means to an end if it does not solve a real or perceived human problem then it is of no use mm. at all uh, right, so right. so lack of lack of a market for the product then lack of selling and marketing skills amongst mm-hmm. many startup uh, people very importantly uh and while i'm all for the youth what actually happens madhu is sometimes youth don't have life skills you know mm-hmm. very often if they are successful even if they are successful madhu mm-hmm. sometimes they face problems at the age of 25 that they would have faced at the age of 45 right. and they are not right. yet 45 so how so how do you sort of anticipate those problems how do you face those problems so these are some of the reasons that really startups fail and of course funding is much harder to come by now than it was earlier and it's mm-hmm. a peculiar situation you see i was once speaking at a kalari capital event at kstart their learning center and their incubation center and mm-hmm. i was the last speaker because i was told that you know you are you say very controversial things and you're very blunt and i say you know i speak the truth and mm-hmm. i spoke to a room full of about 120 startup people Mm-hmm. and i said to them that you know i'm going to say something that you're not going to like mm-hmm. and the, this is what i'm going to say it is very easy to build a business on someone else's money mm. 
you know, and I've been fortunate in my career to have launched small brands and new brands within larger organizations and ecosystems. So in some fashion, Madhu, I've spent my entire life launching new businesses and new brands. And so to speak, launching new startups before the term startup was invented. Hmm. And we had no access to TPG and Tiger and Sequoia and Silk Route and Lightspeed and Firestone and so on and so forth. We had to generate our own funds. So but business today is is looked at very differently. You know, I keep saying that either you're in the value game or you're in the valuation game. True. And the value, whoever's in the value game will always survive and do better than the valuation game. You build you focus on delivering great customer, great a great product, great mm-hmm. customer experience, and valuation will automatically come. But if okay. you focus only on valuation, everything else will fall by the wayside. Mm-hmm. And the last thing that I want to say, at the risk of offending a large number of very highly valued startups, look, mm-hmm. at the end of the day, top-line growth is vanity, profit is mm-hmm. reality, and cash is sanity. Mm-hmm. In this case, there's a fourth dimension of valuation. If I look at any company, when I look at Flipkart or Baiju's or Oyo or Ola or anyone, their valuations are several multiples of their revenues. Mm. So I just don't understand that. Number one. Number two, their losses in many cases are even more than their revenues. I don't understand right. that either. And the right. more they sell, the more they lose. Mm. I mean, th- these are not the rules of business that we grew up with, you know, and people are just looking and exiting from, you know, seed fund to series A to series B, C, D, etc. People mm. put in money, the valuation of the company grows, they cash in and they take an exit and get out. Mm. Even a gentleman like Mukesh Ambani or Elon Musk or Jeff Bezos will say, I, at the end of the day, my business needs to make money. So mm. where is the path to profitability? Right. And there are very few companies that get funded and get you know, and, and, and I just see the whole mad rush towards, uh, you know, unicorns and decacorns and all those expressions is complete insanity. Right. You know, right. Uh, yeah, yeah, I mean, where, someone like Flipkart is, is losses are increasing. Baiju's losses are increasing. Mm-hmm. How do they, And while the valuation is increasing, it makes no sense whatsoever. So, mm-hmm. you know, that I, that's like the stock market. It's, it's a separate, the stock market mm-hmm. is a separate business. The valuation game is a separate business that has very little, if any, connect mm-hmm. with the actual performance of the business on ground. So right. these are the things right. you need to, they need to watch out for. Correct. Correct. No, I think you said something very interesting. So while someone may have a great idea and, uh, you know, like coming from a knowledge of IT, you know, or uh, some sort of product engineering that, you know, they want to invent something very different and innovative, but it's also very relevant to have the right planning around it to have a scalable, scalable plan in place and, you know, how to go about market the idea is equally relevant. So now coming to a very, very important part of our conversation, uh, Summer, is about let's understand from you uh, if there is a startup, right? So what are the learnings a startup needs to understand from the brands that have made their mark already or in the process of making their mark? Uh, let's maybe s- break this conversation down to different aspects of uh, uh, points like maybe we can begin with something called consumer behavior uh, how much what learnings do startup need to, uh, to need to take from uh, the brands which are already established when it comes to consumer behavior or understanding consumers better well first of all uh, the deeper your knowledge of the indian consumer the better your understanding of what business needs to deliver to that consumer 
Mm-hmm. And you know what they say about India that one lifetime is not enough to understand this country. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you can feel like a stranger in your own land. Shashi Tharoor famously said at, mm-hmm. in the UN, UN, uh, you know, General Assembly that the only singular thing about India is that it is always in the plural. Right. There are always multiple realities in this country. I mean, in Bangalore, where I live, you will find a Ferrari and a bullock cart on the same road at the same time next to each other. And neither mm-hmm. the Ferrari nor the bullock cart fully represent India. True. You know, True. So, and it's very hard to understand India. I mean, most foreigners actually do not succeed. I mean, I struggle to think of a single company in this country headed by a foreigner that is really doing well. I mean, leave aside companies like Boeing and Airbus you know, which, uh, mm-hmm. which work on a different environment. You'll struggle to think of, you know, uh, uh, consumer product companies and uh, maybe some of the technology companies, but, you're, you know, it's it's not easy to understand India. So, A, they need their understanding of the consumer needs to be far, far deeper than anyone else's. And where, mm-hmm. where startups have an advantage is that they understand the consumer digitally. They understand the consumer's buying behavior, mm-hmm. ticket size, shopping patterns by hour mm-hmm. of day, by time of week, by category, you know, bill size, frequency, etc. All these so-called digital metrics. Mm-hmm. What they lack is the actual life experience of understanding a consumer. For instance, okay. uh, a few years ago, I was in Goa and I mm-hmm. was buying uh, a T-shirt from a roadside vendor and he showed me something in white and i said yeah black mein hai and he looks at mm-hmm. me and he says black mein so i said aap kya bihar ke hai ka so he said ha i said kaun jila he said darbhanga jila now just from his way he pronounced black right right that skill set startups don't have i was traveling somewhere and so you know learning recognizing the facial features of people recognizing mm-hmm. their accents, the way they behave, the way they talk, look, you know, they, th- that only comes from experience. It comes from observation. It comes from a, an inquiring mind and curiosity. I mean, no digital, you know, metrics will tell you that Dhabas and Punjab buy washing machines for making lassi. Mm. No digital okay. metrics will tell you that uh, the largest number of Mercedes in India are in Surat because some businessmen, mm-hmm. 200 businessmen got together and bought, you know, 200 Mercedes on discount. No amount of mm-hmm. digital marketing will tell you that hair dye is used in North India and Bihar and UP on buffaloes to make them blacker and shinier so that they com- you know, command a higher price in the marketplace. And so, I mean, and, and you know, the whole famous Jugad of Rajasthan where I belong mm-hmm. to. No, So, you know, your understanding of India, the complexities of India, mm-hmm. the intricacies, mm-hmm. the cultural, we have diversity of religion, of language, mm-hmm. of culture, facial features, cuisine. Every hundred kilometers, the, the dialect changes. I think mm, that's true. That that's one critical gap that uh, that that uh, startups, right. you know, and new businesses have in terms of understanding of the consumer. And the second mm-hmm. one is I mentioned a little earlier: build a great product that addresses a human pain point. Mm-hmm. You know, do not focus on valuation, investors, and exits. Focus on mm-hmm. customer experience and fulfillment. Look at Amazon. I mean, people were right. jokingly right. talking about why don't you get the Amazon delivery guys to actually vaccinate people. I mean, because they'll cover mm. all of it, mm. India in, in a few. <laughs> and, and, and frankly, we forget Absolutely. before Amazon, Madhu was the Indian postal system. I Very. mean, postmen got mails to the remotest, furthest corners of this country. Right. Know, so there, yes. there is a lot there. You know, on the other hand, look at uh, make my trip and book my show. They serve real pain points. I mean, right now, of course, uh, you know, entertainment, etc., is 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 really sort of uh, you know in the doldrums. But you know, eventually, it will recover. Um, mm-hmm. 
couple of other things on 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 consumers is number one you cannot be digital only or real world only mm-hmm. you have to be mm-hmm. you know what is fashionably called omni channel you know right. flipkart right. you know with walmart for instance or amazon doing their food stores uh, food and grocery stores etc but one critical thing to remember in this entire thing madhu is deliver the same experience online and offline extremely critical mm-hmm. what happens Absolutely. if there's a disconnect between the two now you probably mm-hmm. used uber and ola on the hopefully mm-hmm. few occasions where you had a problem with a driver who's driving too fast talking on the phone or as it happened in my case taking selfies on the bangalore highway to the airport mm-hmm. or driving without a seat belt or smoking or you know he's got body odor etc when you complain to uber what happens mm-hmm. nothing happens true so there's a disconnect on you know or or let's say an airbnb i mean you the the place is advertised as something else and you actually have some other delivery so the, you need to have uh, the offline online experience mm, to be seamlessly absolutely. the same uh, mm, you know mm. so those are the those are those are a couple of things as far as the consumer is concerned Mm, great uh, so no i think you very rightly said because when we are talking about startups the first impression or the the mind that we are you know we are visualizing uh, someone who is a very young you know uh, a budding entrepreneur who is wanting to get into a new venture and right. they are all digital the new digital generation you know so i think their dependency on research on data is pretty much lying at from the digital front and that's where i think they need to open up their minds to look at a lot more and look at beyond to get the real picture of what the consumer is all about so that Correct. that's something very very interesting to to ponder uh what about other areas uh, i think last week i would ask you about marketing in this uh, specific question that i'm you know conversing with you on what about business operations someone specifically See, what, operations yeah. are, the number one thing you need to do is you have to invest in brands and people and i know we're going to talk a little about people and retention a little later in the talk mm-hmm. but investing mm-hmm. in brands and people is very important i've seen far startup founders who in the middle of a conversation would just look at their phone and say oh my investors in town and just leave the conversation and rush to the airport to pick up the investor i mean mm-hmm. remember i keep telling founders and promoters that if you once you get funded you pretty much sold your soul to your investor mm-hmm. so think 100 times before doing that so and and what happens is they don't pay enough attention to people management to developing their skill right. sets to driving right. system processes and so on and so forth so invest in brands and people very very critical i would say the same amount of focus to brand we talked about it a little earlier where i said forget about valuation deliver you know deliver a great brand and a great product the valuation will automatically follow you know i once mm-hmm. met virat kohli and you know sachin and you know i've been at pepsi and kingfisher and, you know known and handled mm-hmm. all these people and i asked him i said you know how do you i asked sachin actually i asked him how do you handle all the pressure in the outside world you know with mm-hmm. all the media endorsements and scrutiny and he said very simply so so i just focus on my performance on the ground as long as, as i keep okay. performing on the ground mm-hmm. everything outside the ground will automatically fall into place and virat has Correct. the same philosophy Correct. so i give the same advice to to you know people just build a great product everything else will follow mm. uh, correct on marketing very very in and i'm saying this because a lot of startups come up with new ideas that are not necessarily covered by the law in this country and mm-hmm. i tell people i said remember that in india just because something is not illegal mm-hmm. does not mean that it is legal okay there are two there are differences out there dunzo for instance 
just mm-hmm. started without the requisite permissions and finally dunzo people were using dunzo to deliver drugs people were using dunzo mm-hmm. to transfer hawala money people are using dunzo to transfer to to deliver alcohol now this is all illegal and mm-hmm. finally they got caught out and you know they they have had to sort of introduce higher levels of governance and compliance on the other hand rapido the bike sharing app Uh, mm-hmm. They started operations in India, and they were held back by Bangalore because the RTO said there is no provision in the Motor Vehicles Act for something like this. So the point I keep saying, and this is okay. actually in response, I was speaking at a startup event, and a startup promoter got up and asked me, he "said the laws and 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 uh, you know ease of doing business in India are so complex mm-hmm. that sometimes isn't it just better that we start, and it is better to ask for forgiveness than to ask for permission." Mm-hmm. So I said so I said tell me this if you were a pharmaceutical company that is making a life saving right. pro- product right would you would you have the same views mm. and no. if you're let's say a food and beverage company which is selling let's say plant based meat or some new vegan kale mm. quinoa which has perhaps not been tested on humans or is not mm. safe for everyone would you have the same views because your products could kill someone mm. Let's say you. Let's say, um, for instance, Madhura Coats is a client of mine, and I didn't realize that Madhura Coats actually makes the threads that go into surgical sutures that save your life in an operation. Okay. You know, they go into they. Their threads are used in airbags in cars that inflate and save your life in the event of a crash. Mm. Would they rather seek forgiveness than permission? I think not. You know, so mm. I keep saying that. Remember, True. just because something in, is not illegal does not mean it is legal. So that's the second one. Um, be asset light from a business mm-hmm. operation point of view. Be extremely asset light. Do not invest in capex Correct. unless it's required. And I will touch upon this in my closing remarks a little later as well. But you okay. think of a company okay. like Nike. You know, I ask people, mm-hmm. what does Nike do? And everyone says, oh, they sell sports equipment. They sell they sell sports shoes, etc. I say, do nothing mm. of the sort. Do you know? Madhur, all Nike does it. It designs sports shoes. They don't manufacture mm-hmm. any of their shoes. Mm-hmm. And as far as the apparel is concerned, they don't even design it. They've outsourced everything. Twenty-five mm-hmm. years ago, Airtel had outsourced their, you know, IT shared service. Said, "You be my alma mater. We had we had outsourced our IT, etc. You know, if you can mm-hmm. outsource, outsource it. Be, uh, be capital, uh, you know, light. Be asset light. Nike globally until a few years ago had only four hundred employees worldwide." You know, hmm. so be asset light. The next one I would say is adapt and survive. This is no nothing new. I mean, look at what happened to Nokia mobile phone. Look what happened to Kodak cameras. You know, look what happened to Fuji film. You know, someone mm-hmm. who could, you, you they could see disruption coming the moment mobile phones started coming in with cameras in those. These camera companies literally went out of business, you know. Or mm-hmm. let's say music companies today. The the largest seller and distributor of music in India is is not. T series. It's not Universal. It's not Sony. It's not BMG Crescendo. It is mm-hmm. Reliance, Jio, and Airtel. Right. You know, companies that have absolutely nothing to do with music. So you mm. have to be disruptive and adapt and survive. You have to think disruptive constantly, no matter how big and successful you are. Think mm-hmm. of it this way, Madhu. The world's largest transportation company does not own a single car of its own. Mm. Uber. Mm. The world's largest hotel chain does not own a single hotel of its own. Airbnb, right, right, you know. Right. So on the other hand, look at iTunes. iTunes was the rage until three, four years ago, and it's been disrupted with Spotify and all sorts of other streaming uh, platforms. Netflix mm-hmm. came about because they were they said that we are the cable killer. We will, you know, we will. Uh, 
we, we will show great content and we will mm. never produce content and traffic moved right. from cable and satellite to netflix and along comes disney uh, which has got its own content and suddenly netflix says you know what we can't just survive selling everyone else's content so we will create our own content which is now netflix originals so imagine mm. netflix started by being a cable killer and now it's become like a cable uh, you know platform by itself mm. so Correct. the point of the reason i'm giving you these examples <laughs> is that no matter how big you are no matter how successful you are you have to think disruptive constantly and you know mm-hmm. since i'm now getting old and i'm beginning to sound like a philosophical old man <laughs> i also keep saying mm-hmm. that remember the more things change the more they are the same you know mm-hmm. thousands of years ago there was a buyer and there was a seller maybe there was no coins there were no currency but there was mm-hmm. a barter system that hasn't Correct. changed even today there is Correct. a buyer there is right. a seller now the way the the way we research the way we buy the way we pay the way goods are delivered could have changed Mm-hmm. but the essence of buying and selling a product or a good or service has not changed right right true uh, but samar uh, you said something very interesting about disruptive thinking and asset light strategy which a lot of businesses are actually adopting but do you think it works for all categories of businesses all sorts of industries because sometimes you want to strengthen yourself you want to have your own assets so that your dependency on others are uh, as limited as possible so you think it can always work and can all kinds of starters adopt this kind of strategy no it cannot always work mm-hmm. it can work in businesses that have let's say very high levels of automation it can work mm-hmm. in service industries it can work in in sectors you know that that don't require heavy capital equipment uh, mm-hmm. but i'll give an example so so that's one now for instance my my ex former industry the beer industry is a very capex heavy mm-hmm. business you know each mm-hmm. brewery costs between 150 and 250 crores depending on what capacity right. you're going in for and the fact right. that beera doesn't have any breweries of their own technically i mean they just contract breweries and you know they're bringing in their own workforce etc means that they will never survive i mean it's not a discussion on alcobel mm-hmm. but let's say infrastructure companies obviously need to have capex you know telecom equipment companies need to have capex petroleum companies need to have capex real estate companies need to have capex so yes you're right it doesn't work in every business but mm-hmm. even within these businesses there are opportunities to be capital light uh, and a great example is the food and beverage industry the food and beverage industry pubs bars restaurants qsr is a heavy capex business i have clients there mm-hmm. and i have exposure to it by virtue of my working with pepsi and kingfisher where we used to supply to this industry these industries are typically heavy capex industries now see how right. the concept of cloud kitchens has revolutionized this industry as well Right. You know, so right. today, uh, or Domino's is only a practically delivery-only platform. They don't need to invest in restaurants and large number of chairs and seating. Or look, look at Swiggy and Zomato. So even mm-hmm. within certain industries, it is possible to disrupt the old rules of capital equipment commitments and go asset light by, let's say, right. hiring or by subcontracting. Yes, there are industries where you cannot do that. When I've given you examples, and on the other extreme, there are industries that can be completely asset uh, asset free. You know, largely service mm-hmm. and technology and digital companies, for instance. Right. Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. Now, so 
marketing has been a gray area for startups right that's a challenge which every startup goes through especially when you are introducing a new concept or a product or a service it needs a lot more awareness a lot more reach and a lot more investment in product promotions and there is definitely a gap here and there is definitely a lack of proper information and knowledge so how how do startups what do startups have here to learn from you know from uh, brands that have made successful in terms of uh, you know positioning themselves right in the market i think you need to like i said you need to define what space you're playing in uh who is the consumer uh how do we reach the consumer uh what do we tell the consumer why should the consumer believe you you know any successful brand has to answer three questions who am i mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. what do i do mm-hmm. how do i change your life okay. usually brands stop at answering the first question who am i and what do i do Correct. How do I change right. your life is a is a very difficult question to answer. So and mm. you know everyone's in it for quick money. You know nobody's mm. looking at a 10 15 20 30 year window. So everyone says I want an exit in 3 years or 4 years or 5 years. I mean with all due respect to people like Baijus and White Hat and Vedantu etc it's you know Hindustan mein bhed chal hota hai. There is a mm. huge <laughs> amount of negative feedback around these uh, online learning platforms. you know and True. the investors should take it up very seriously with you know the governance and risk committee and compliance uh, committee i mean parents are cheated there's a lot of traffic you know there are people who have a lot of mm. negative things to say now when i was a young person working in the organization that i worked this kind mm-hmm. of consumer sentiment sentiment was a terminal event it's a potential business shutdown kind of situation now today okay. things are very different you know what they'll mm-hmm. say is okay oh our complaints are only 2% of our consumers but okay. it's a way of looking at it right a complaint is to my mind an opportunity only an involved Correct. consumer only an involved customer will complain to you an uninvolved customer will just shift his or her loyalties Correct. to another and you will never Correct. get to know and you see right. in india most people don't complain you know we mm. we are a very adjusting lot we don't complain mm. as much things are changing but we mm-hmm. still don't complain the way the west does because our expectations are so low you know mm-hmm. we've had centuries of poor quality of goods poor deficient service you know mm-hmm. incompetent you know officials uh, you know things not working look madhu in this country even today you know more than half the country does not have electricity we don't mm-hmm. have safe drinking water we don't have food 800 million people are below the poverty line so where will they complain on a higher order of things i mm-hmm. asked someone a question i said will i be alive on the day that i can open my tap on my basin and drink my water from that tap will that day ever come in india yeah why can't we take that as an aspiration mm-hmm. you know why i mean but the point is citizens have to demand it mm-hmm. now you're talking to an india where water itself is not available to maybe half the country or let me put it mm-hmm. this way safe regular portable drinking water is not available to half the country Correct. where will they bought so it's a question of where you are on the evolutionary scale you know so mm-hmm. but there are opportunities at every level so uh, so so th- those are some of the things on 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 marketing and i'm saying be disruptive nobody has has large number of budgets mm-hmm. and and look True. at opportunities where there are no opportunities look at white spaces you know right. there are only three ways of selling a product either you deliver the same product as competition at better terms mm-hmm. and terms could be pricing could be service could be anything or mm-hmm. you deliver a better product at the same terms right again the same term could be pricing service anything or you mm-hmm. do something that is not there in the market but these are the only three ways of doing business in this country absolutely so, so yeah. anyone listening i would say you benchmark your product against these three things 
if you're in a in a in a in a sector category where there's competition you need mm-hmm. to be better than the competition uh, either you give a better product for instance at the same price mm-hmm. or you give the same product as a, at a better price mm-hmm. or you give something that is completely different right. and if necessary right. and and keep your mind open of course this costs money maybe you need to acquire or collaborate or evolve to fill in gaps in your portfolio i mean we read about that all the time in the mm-hmm. sun levers bought out ayush etc now they have separate mm-hmm. challenges of integration so tata motors bought out jaguar land rover so mm-hmm. and if you read today's news now the tata motors has got shareholder and board approval to hive off their passenger car business into a com- into a new entity a new company mm-hmm. which i think is a great move because when you think of the tata you think of trucks and taxis mm-hmm. along with passenger cars right Right. Now this frees them to build a whole narrative on Tata Motors being a cool, progressive, modern, dynamic passenger vehicles company. Hmm. Right. So you know you need to do those kind of things as well. True. Absolutely. Some very eye-opening insights from you, Samar. Uh, okay. So. i think this is this question which i'm going to ask you is nothing to do with just startup i think this is a universal problem for any organization but for startups particularly for new ventures particularly because they are so busy you know trying to get their brand up in the market invest into the brand you know uh, make pitches to investors etc they maybe somewhere don't have that bandwidth or attention focus for how to create a culture for the right culture for the employees and that's where the employee retention or rather the employee branding uh, strengthening the employee branding becomes a big challenge so what do you have to say to this uh, particular part sama i think this is my most favorite question madhuvan thank you for mm-hmm. asking this and what i'm going to say is actually equally relevant not even equally relevant to larger established organizations mm-hmm. the number one thing is leadership leadership is more critical than ever before Mm-hmm. and leadership is the difference between average good and great teams and mm-hmm. this is true of business it is true of politics it is true of sports think mm-hmm. of kapil dev in winning the world cup for india in 1983 right think of shane warne winning the inaugural edition of the Raj- of ipl with the rajasthan royals you know mm-hmm. so leadership is the single most look around you who are the most respected and admired leaders in the world today amongst politicians for instance Mm-hmm. I think the female leaders have done significantly better than the male leaders. True. Because yeah. during COVID the singular quality that was required by leadership was completely absent amongst the right-wing male leaders of the world and I will not take names otherwise I will be sent mm-hmm. to Pakistan. <laughs> But look at the way Jacinda Ardern of New Zealand she is my all-time favorite uh, favorite leader. Look at the way she handled mm-hmm. the, for instance the Christchurch uh, shooting. Look at Angela mm-hmm. Merkel how incredible work she's done for germany look at the lady in taiwan look at or look at norway look at look at finland look at sweden all the all the women leaders across the world have done far better because they have one quality that was required in today's time which is compassion mm. and empathy mm. singular mm. so i would say leadership is the number one thing number two mm-hmm. is embrace change be okay. prepared for dramatic permanent change respond to change madhu the more you resist the more it will persist okay the thing about change is old opportunities fade away new ones will be created a great example is look at the way technology has come into sport and really mm-hmm. enhanced the viewing experience so if you look at even in cricket i don't know whether you're a fan of cricket but you know mm-hmm. the the third empire the decision review system mm-hmm. which which india used to call the dhoni review system because he was so good mm-hmm. at it you know yeah. from the from the hotspot to the snickometer to ball tracking 
to umpire. You know, the entire thing has enhanced the suspense and the entertainment and the value of sport. True. Or even in tennis, you know, the you know the line challenges and VARs and football, etc. So be prepared for change. Old opportunities mm-hmm. fade away; new ones get created. The mm-hmm. third one: authenticity. You need mm-hmm. to be authentic. You know, the young the young generation calls out this woke washing and virtue signaling so easily. Mm-hmm. You need to be real. You need to be transparent. Be open and honest, not only in your speech but in your actions, thought, and activities. Mm-hmm. Tell the truth all the time. Now right. you don't have to tell the entire truth to everyone. That's a different matter. But tell the truth. Mm-hmm. And if you don't want to say something, don't tell a lie. Just don't speak. Everyone doesn't need to be told everything. Correct. But when you're speaking, tell the truth. Okay. Next one right. is acceptability. Mm-hmm. Communicate with people frequently, but have something meaningful to say. Look at the way Justin Trudeau addressed the nation daily during the mm-hmm. COVID nineteen. Mm-hmm. However, everything does not need to be responded to, mm-hmm. and also everyone does not need to be told everything. Right, right. And very importantly, when it is, as my father always says, Madhu, when it is not necessary to speak, mm-hmm. it is necessary to not speak. Okay, right. Which is Narasimha Rao was the master of that, and apparently even Napoleon Bonaparte <laughs> used to say that right. time takes care of ninety percent of my problems, and I handle the only the balance ten percent. Mm, the next absolutely. one is empathy, and we were mm. talking about why female politicians have been mm. successful. Empathy, think about the team, not about mm. yourself. Your team's health and safety comes first, always. Mm. Lives okay. and livelihood in that order. Right. Mm. The next one is patience and op- patience and optimism. Now you'll notice all these naturally come to women, from mm. you know, authenticity to empathy to patience and optimism. Women yeah. are far more patient and optimistic than than men because they've been through so many changes in their lives. Mm. You know, True. most Indian women or most women get married. They leave the home that they've been born and brought up in. They take someone else's name. They mm. give birth. Life within themselves, then the child grows up, gets married, moves away. The husband retires, and suddenly sitting at home. Then the husband passes on. You know, women mm-hmm. are used to change all their life, so they have enormous patience and optimism. Time spaces too shall pass, and the things in India are never as bad as they seem. Mm-hmm. However, they're also never as good as they seem. Mm-hmm. But by and large, <laughs> Indians are optimistic people because I'm told that yar kal hamesha acha hoga. We always uh-huh. believe that tomorrow <laughs> is better than today. Yeah. Right? Correct, so correct. patience. Next one is resilience. You know mm-hmm. the thing is in school, Madhu, we were who were the heroes in school? The you know mm-hmm. the guys who came first in school, or the girl who was the prettiest girl, or you know the girl who had the best legs, or the longest hair, or the greatest smile, or the arm wrestling mm-hmm. champion, or the hundred meter sprinter. You know the classical traditional definition of heroes. Mm-hmm. That's those were the popular people in school, or the right. girl who came first in school. What school didn't teach us is that the people most likely to succeed in real life are the ones who have the highest amount of resilience. True, true. And I can give you hundreds of examples from the sports world of people, because I keep saying that very often victory comes not to the one most talented, but to the one who simply refused to give up. Novak Djokovic is world number one. He is not as talented as Federer and Nadal, but he just refuses to give up. Ivan Lendl, you know, Jim Courier. Right. Jimmy Connor they were not the most talented players of the generation they were just more resilient than anyone else so resilience i think is is extremely important uh you know um integrity 
we find Absolutely. a lack of integrity and integrity madhu is not a 99% thing it is a 100% thing true absolutely good management good behavior you need to demonstrate it it's a 100% thing hmm then building trust address the trust deficit today there is a trust deficit across the world building trust is very very important uh, madhu in today's world uh, so we need to address the trust deficit then emotional right. intelligence is not just enough to be you know have conventional intelligence see leadership right. is not about chest thumping and patriotism and nationalism mm. you True. need a human face you need eq you need emotional quotient and emotional intelligence True. last True. one or no well couple of more one is leading by example never mm. ask Absolutely. your teams to do what you wouldn't do yourself today virat yeah. kohli being the fittest cricketer on the planet and being the fittest cricketer in the indian team has inspired other indian cricketers to become mm. far fitter than they were or let's Correct. say imran khan's leading by example or steve wars leading by example i mean there are any number of stories mm. around the sports mm. world and corporate world where people have led by example and uh, you know that has been uh, rated well um, right. you know you kept talking about retain you know retention building purpose and purpose mm-hmm. is a very very important thing you need to have a view you need to take a position but be ready to change mm-hmm. one of my favorite stories madhu is about john kennedy when you know when kennedy mm-hmm. became president of america he mm-hmm. said a simple the usr the what was called the ussr at the time in the united states were locked in a space war and right. yuri gagarin was the first mm-hmm. man in space and america had failed to put the first man in space so when kennedy became president he said a very simple he took, you know he had this great ability of taking a big vision and converting it into a few small words by the way narendra modi right. is also very good at that you know swachh bharat sabka saath sabka vikas man ki baat is very good mm. at doing that so john mm. kennedy said madhu that in 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 3 years we will put a man on the moon mm. now he didn't he wasn't alive to see that happen because he got assassinated but a few months before the launch of you know apollo 13 that went to the moon he actually mm-hmm. was at cape canaveral and he was doing a round of nasa's facilities and he happened to walk into the washroom okay and there was a janitor cleaning the washroom and the president asked this janitor's son what are you doing and the janitor mm-hmm. said mr president i'm helping put a man on the moon mm-hmm. you know it's an incredible story so right to conclude one or two more points is you need to be fair to people now this is a little controversial because fair does not mean being equal you can't be equal to people because people are not equal that's the Correct. that's the un- that's the unfortunate part of capitalism right winston churchill used to say uh, that the inherent <laughs> virtue of capitalism is the inequitable sharing of riches mm-hmm. right the in, the right. inherent vice of capitalism is the inequitable sharing of mm-hmm. riches mm-hmm. the inherent virtue of socialism is the equitable sharing of miseries mm-hmm. <laughs> true absolutely true yeah so you know the thing uh, is that you need to treat people fairly not equally because right. people's capabilities and skills are not equal otherwise uh, you'll uh, demotivate uh, the best uh, right. performers absolutely yes. and yes. to 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 end managing of expectations you know mm-hmm. millennials 
have a lot of loneliness because it's of the impact of social media, breakdown of social relationships, changing relationships. In many cases, you're living and working away from home. So lack mm-hmm. of familial support and they have little patience and there's this fear of missing out, so-called FOMO. And, you know, there's no face-to-face interaction. And this is not just COVID. Correct. That's how they are. I mean, I have a that's 22-year-old daughter. Correct. Yeah, that's right. how they are. Okay. Yeah. And there's a sense of displacement, etc. So you need to manage, the ex- manage expectations. Mm-hmm. Uh, very importantly, you know, in terms of looking after people, you need to know when to shut up. Hmm. Ernest Hemingway said, it took me two years how to learn to talk and it took me 60 years how to learn to shut up. (laughs) You know, and my favorite one that I said, the last sentence on this is, prepare the team for the road. Do not prepare the road for the team. Hmm. Correct. Absolutely. A whole lot of gyan I've given you on leadership. No, no, no. So I I think I feel somewhat that these learnings, while may be very relevant for the startups and emerging businesses, but I think these goes well, go well with for any sort of organization businesses for, you know, especially for ones who want to make a mark, not just being a, a revenue driven company, but also being a respectable brand or an organization, right? And, and, a, and, and a human being also, Madhu. And a human being, the, of these course. Are, these are life skills as well, right? Correct, correct. So while some are very inherent to, you know, humans and it can't be learned over a, you know, through a management course or whatever, but I think some things you can develop over a period of time with the right set of experience and, you know, sharing of knowledge and information, I'm sure. Yes, absolutely. Great. Perfect. So, Summer, as a concluding part of this conversation, I mean, it's actually so interesting that, uh, you know, I'm, I'm sure not just while well, startups have a lot to take away from your uh, episode today, but even otherwise, there's so much of interesting learning that, you know, we are getting getting to experience. Uh, what about uh, the key takeaways, Summer, if you had to put everything as a concluding statement, you know, what are the key learnings that newcomers, millennials, or let's say, you know, we were talking like, I was talking to someone sometime back and he told me that when we ask a question to the millennial and the young generation, what do you want to become? The one thing that comes up today nowadays is I want to become an entrepreneur. So entrepreneur startups and all is actually beginning to become more of a fad. You know, it's more of a style statement to to get into something of your own. But then back of the stage, what goes into it is what we want to understand from you. You know, what are the key takeaways? What are the key learnings that you want to, you know, share with us? You know, I'll, I'll address your comment first. I asked my niece, my brother's daughter, who's mm-hmm. just gradu- who's graduating from Ashoka University in a few months. And I asked her, you know, what do you want to be when you grow up? Mm-hmm. And she said, I want to be happy. Oh, wow. We don't get to hear that very often. Right. So mother, <laughs> yeah. most people say, I want to be an engineer. I want to be a doctor. I want to be a startup entrepreneur. I want to start my own business. Because unfortunately in India and really in Southeast Asia, because I worked in large parts, in many parts of the world, our entire sense of self-worth and purpose is defined by what work we do. Yeah. And there's nothing beyond that, True. right? Mm-hmm. And it's an unfortunate fact. It's also the reality of a growing economy and then mm-hmm. a developing world. And people say, you know, people take students' loans, they need to get a job, they can pay back their loans and, you know, so on and so forth. Mm-hmm. But there's something wrong with a society that measures the wealth and the happiness of its individuals only by the money that they make. Of Unfortunately, course. you need to, or mm-hmm. happiness, really. Unfortunately, mm-hmm. you first need to earn money to realize that it doesn't bring you happiness. Right? Yeah. So, <laughs> True. so, 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 that, so that's, that's one part of it. Uh, when I give my talks at, you know, academia, I do a lot of work pro bono. I tell them, you know, some of you will grow on to work in large organizations. Some of you will grow on to work in smaller organizations. Some of you may sort of go back to what in the South is called my native and do mm-hmm. some work, good work there, some, you know, social work, etc. And some of you may start your own businesses mm-hmm. and some of you may actually be happy. 
Right. So, and there's a usually applause and laughter when I say this, but really, I mean, mm-hmm. you know, the, you, what is it that you want from, from life? You need, actually you need health and happiness. You know, when you mm-hmm. and I die, our graves mm-hmm. or our funeral pyres will both be exactly the same size, mm-hmm. you know, and all the money in the world can't, couldn't save Steve Jobs. All the money in the world couldn't save, yeah. uh, you know, uh, Dhirubhai Ambani that couldn't save Parvinder Singh, the founder of Ranbaxy, who made medicines that cured millions of people around the world. Mm. Uh, and, and, you know, nobody on his deathbed ever said I should have spent more time in the office. Today, I'm 56, mm. Madhu, after 32 and a half years of working. I don't remember the great successes and the brilliant companies and the big brand that I built and the famous people I met and the beautiful places I visited. Mm-hmm. I remember every co- music, my daughter studies music in Boston and at the Berkeley College of Music, which is the world's number one music college. And she's a senior graduating in her final year. Mm-hmm. I remember every PTA that I missed. I remember every performance of hers that I missed. I remember mm-hmm. every sports day of hers that I missed and it's simply not worth it. Unfortunately, mm-hmm. you get this learning only at the end of your mm-hmm. life. And I tell young people, mm-hmm. when I look at them, I tell them, Jo tum ho, wo hum mm-hmm. You know, so, and, and I'm getting very, very poetic, you know, as I grow older, but uh, it's true, Madhu, you know, it is, it is. Hindi mein kahawat hai, you know, aap to joshi ho, to aap samaj paoge. Sab thaat pada reh jayega, jab laad chalega banjara. Kuch saath na tere jayega, jab laad chalega banjara. You know, we come without anything. We will go without anything. But I will quickly answer your question specifically because we have only two and a half minutes left. The key takeaways for business are get back to basics. Right. Pers- pursue excellence. Whatever you do, pursue excellence. Carl Lewis told me that I always ran for timing, never for gold. Mm-hmm. If I ran a certain timing, I knew I would get gold. True. So pursue True. excellence. Protect existing businesses, customers and people. Because mm-hmm. in, in your pursuit of building, getting new customers, new businesses, you forget to protect existing businesses. Mm-hmm. So protect existing businesses, customers, and people build a reputation. It is something that endures all your life. True, true. Be a good partner in every way, whether you're a supplier, a customer, or, you know, an employee, be a good partner, conserve cash mm-hmm. because you never know when you'll need it. Correct. Protect good costs. There are costs, are good costs and bad costs. So cut the mm-hmm. bad costs. Cut fixed costs, but protect good costs. Mm-hmm. The costs that help your business grow, the costs that help employees mm-hmm. perform better, the costs that get you new channels, new, uh, new, new, new areas of business. Mm-hmm. Increase your digital footprint because that's the that's the present and the future. Right. Reskill your people. Very, very critical. You need to teach the old dog new tricks. Mm-hmm. Reskill your people. Rethink. Reimagine your capabilities. You must have an, as a leader, you must have an hour every day just to think. Right. Right. Because you're very critical, very important. Get lean. Like in your, in your personal life, you want to be, you know, I, I see your picture. You you seem to be very fit and stuff, but get mm-hmm. lean. Thank you. In your business, remove the flab. Be frugal. Mm-hmm. If, if something that COVID has taught us is that you can actually get by with much less than you thought you needed. Yes, that right? is biggest, so, one of the biggest so, learnings. Absolutely. Yeah. So, you know, you will never wear all those clothes. You will never need all those books, read all those books. You will never need all that stuff that you have. Right. In the same right. way, do that in your business. Remove the flap. Be frugal. Delegate. Indians are very poor at delegation. We want to do everything ourselves. 
delegate it to people. Focus on what you're supposed to do that makes you more efficient and it grows your next line. Decentralize the execution of things. Keep people motivated. We've spoken about, you know, the leadership and employee retention. Consolidate your businesses. Integrate and stretch capabilities and resources. People are like rubber bands. You can stretch them more than they think they can. So those are some of the key takeaways. But frankly, if you think about it, these are really basics that you should be doing during Mm -hmm. any normal business time. Hmm. So I think uh, with you, Saman, I feel one hour is also uh, a bit of a short time and we can actually go Thank on and so on much. even from here on. But uh, so while, uh, no, but as you said, there are some, uh, you know, th- points that you mentioned, which are relevant to any businesses. But I think for startups, because if you're laying your foundation right from the beginning, it's going to give you the right results later on. Right. So it's just a very fruitful foundation that you have to, you know, begin from day one itself. So, uh, I think amazing insights, uh, some great, great learnings, which you shared somewhat from your own experience and from what you observed around you. Uh, thank you so much for sharing such wonderful insights with us. And I believe uh, not just for, well, we, we, the whole episode for today was all about building successful starters and what they cannot do, what's, you know, what they should be avoiding to do. Uh, I think it was also about understanding a lot of important elements about the life as a startup itself. So if you had to start our life again, or if you had a chance to redo certain things, what are the things we should unlearn? And what are the things we should, you know, take up as human beings, because human beings are the ones who become leaders, or they run organization, or they have employees working with them. So I think it's, it's a, it's a part and parcel of the game at the end of the day. So I think once again, thanks a lot for being here. And lovely, lovely conversation with you, Samar. Thank you, Madhu. Thank you so much. Thank you for tuning in. If you have liked this episode, do comment your thoughts or DM us on Instagram at Media. Do rate us on Apple Podcast and subscribe to Brewing Talks on Epilog Media website or your favorite podcast app like GeoSavan, Ghana, Spotify, Apple Podcasts so that you get notified when we come next. Stay subscribed. I shall catch up with you in the next episode. Till then, stay creative, stay safe and take care.